Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up this afternoon, China and France assure Ghana of signing an MOU for bilateral debt restructuring. Also ahead, government will soon roll out a new program specifically targeted at creating more jobs and sustaining the expansion of the economy. We will be hearing from Information Minister Kojo Ponkuma. My name is Daryl Kwan. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. And thanks for being with us, everyone. China and France have given some indication of signing a memorandum of understanding with Ghana to restructure the country's bilateral debt. Finance Minister Ken Ofriata disclosed this on the sidelines of the annual IMF World Bank meetings in Marrakech, Morocco. George Rafi has the rest of the story. Speaking at a news conference in Marrakech, Morocco, the finance minister, Ken Ofriata, was optimistic about securing this financial assurance based on the engagement he's had with China and France. Um, yes, we did meet um, with the French group uh, who are co-chairs and we also did meet with the governor of the Central Bank of China um, who is a co-chair and um, we are quite assured um, that they would um, be able to deliver um, what um, the um, IMF is looking for uh, for the board meeting to be successful on in the third week of November. Um, so um, we'll still keep at it, um, but we, we leave feeling quite assured that what they did with financial assurances in May of last year, um, they will come through the requisite documentation for an MOU um, for that meeting. The finance minister was also optimistic about growing the economy by more than 2% by the end of this year, based on some programs that government is currently implementing. Yes, I think the fund expected us to do 1.5% uh, by year, and um, I think average for the first six months is 3.2%, and therefore we expect it to be uh, maybe closer to 2.5% at the end of the year, uh, which is um, really strong. The finance minister has also been talking about how government is working to deal with the concerns raised by the IMF on the level of tax exemptions granted to investors and businesses. As you know, we already went through um, Parliament um, with this issue of um, tax exemptions and, and how to uh, make sure that they are relevant um, to you know the agenda of at the same time getting investors in and um, and also uh, being able to make sure that you don't give too much away um, and that's what will continue on inflation the finance minister was optimistic that the current slowdown that we are experiencing will be sustained based on other things that government is doing together with the bank of ghana to bring the situation under control energy um, negotiations with the ipps continue um, there was an energy uh, sector recovery program um, 
um, that has been agreed on and um, the fund um, has accepted um, the, the document. So we are in good shape um, with that. Uh, but so far, uh, we've been able to um, keep um, the lights on. Uh, there have not been any queues. Uh, we have a pretty safe uh, environment. Uh, we are working with inflation uh, in the right direction. The currency um, quite stable um, over this period, and growth being stronger than what um, the fund thought it would be. Um, so as I say, uh, we keep um, overcoming the hurdles. And as long as we all invest uh, in talking the country up positively, I think that hope that is required, you know, will manifest. From Marrakesh, Morocco, where the annual IMF World Bank meetings took place, this is George Yaffe reporting for Joy Business. And we'll still stay with the IMF World Bank annual meetings in Marrakesh, Morocco, uh, because Zambia has advised Ghana to take steps to ensure measures have been put in place to prevent future accumulation of debts. This, he believes, will secure the country finance and assurance for its bilateral creditors uh, by next month. The southern African country, which is on a similar path, um, same as Ghana, managed to secure an MOU from China and 20 member countries after nine months. Let's listen to that country's finance minister who was responding to a question by Joy Business. I think Ghana is, uh, I don't want to comment about Ghana because I'm not responsible for that. All I can say is that for us, the most important thing was to accept that we have a problem. Yeah? Right from the very beginning, Zambia, we accepted that we have a problem. Let's not hide it under the carpet. Come out and say, you have a problem. After that, we searched around and say, what are the possible solutions? What was on the table was a common framework. We searched around to say what else is available to solve this problem. The only thing that we saw as being viable was the common framework because it was supported by the international community having discussion amongst themselves. So we said this is the route to go. The third thing, to get the support of the international community, lenders and other people. Obviously, they must come to the conclusion that you are worthy of their support. You are worthy of their support. You are willing to take steps to assist yourself. Otherwise, what would be the point in assisting anyone who is not serious? So we, we concluded, not even concluded, we are convinced that we needed to reform ourselves. Obviously, there was a problem. We needed to undertake reform, reform of making sure that we don't allow a further occurrence of debt in the future. So we put a law in Parliament which tied my hands to say, going forward, you cannot be as a... Uh, like those in the past. So we tied our hands for Parliament to have more power and the restrictions on borrowing. We also say to ourselves, money is now limited. This money is going to be spent on the most critical of all interventions. 
So the government will soon uh, roll out a new program specifically targeted at creating more jobs and sustaining the expansion of the economy. The Growth and Jobs program is expected to secure cabinet approval this week to help guide its implementation. Information Minister Kujo Ponkuma has been giving some more details about this initiative uh, to join business in Marrakech, Morocco, on the sidelines of the annual IMF World Bank Spring Meetings. level, we are seeing the numbers stabilizing. Many are asking, when are the people at the ordinary level in terms of the social impact of all these things we are seeing, when are we going to feel that impact? But there are some who still think that we are not feeling the impact. I mean, I think it's, um, it's, it's, it's good to agree as a first point that um, we are beginning to see a turnaround in the numbers at the macro level. Um, admittedly, when you talk of um, trickle-down economics, it takes a while um, for it to trickle down. And we're expecting that sooner than later it will trickle down. But I think the president's also been clear that we need to quicken efforts that ensure uh, trickling down. That's why, for example, if you take growth, growth is about how is the economy expanding or uh, gearing up productivity. The target was about 1.5. But I think the president was quite clear that some efforts need to be put in place, particularly in the area of agriculture, etc., to ensure that it picks up faster than the 1.5. And already we are seeing about a 3.3, 3.2. Uh, coupled with that also then means that food price inflation um, will be uh, uh, tinkering down a little bit. And so the idea is to quicken it so that it trickles down faster. And are we going to see anything change or we are still going to be on the trajectory because those past policy measures have seen the macro numbers moving towards the direction that some may describe it as good? I mean, I think you're going to see a deepening of the measures that are bringing about the turnaround. Um, on the growth side, the president has asked for um, a jobs and growth plan to be submitted to him. I know the uh, Ministry of Finance and the related ministries have done a lot of work on it. It should be signed off uh, the coming weekend or so at the cabinet retreat. And then you'll see a deepening of the growth agenda on the cost of living side, which has been one of our biggest challenges as a country uh, in the last about you know one and a half years or so. Um, the central bank is continuing with its tightening policy. They've been quite clear about that. It's helping on the non food side and the rail sector side led by a Greek ministry and transport ministry are also working to ensure that on the food side they can also help to bring it down a little bit. So again there as well you see a deepening um, of the efforts and then if you go to the fiscal side uh, we are clear that we want to keep the primary balance uh, in cheap so that we are able to uh, reduce the rate of new debt um, accumulation. I think if you look at the numbers for the first two quarters of the year, it tells you that, again, we're on track on that and there will be a deepening of that as well. So long and short is that you will see a deepening of the um, the efforts that are bringing about the turnaround um, in the second, um, uh, well, in the final quarter of the year. Tell me more about this jobs and growth um, document that Cabinet is said to give a green light to. Why this? Because some say that the policy is already there. It's yes. about fast-tracking and strict commitment, whipping all the agencies to line to implement. Absolutely. But um, if, if that was to hold, then no government to even prepare an economic program or a budget. You need to always be examining the results from what you are doing and seeing what you can do more of, which is working, and stop doing what is not working. It's in that context that growth programmed at 1.5. The president said, I need this thing to move faster because 
because growth comes with jobs usually and jobs bring incomes to people incomes allow people to have a higher quality of life so the president says i'm seeing 1.5 can we do better than 1.5 what do we do you detail out the measures you need to take and now you're beginning to see it. Next year, what is it, 2.8, if nothing happens? So what are you going to do to move it from 2.8 to maybe 3 or 3.5? Those are the additional measures that you need to take. So it's in that context that uh, he's asking us to deepen all the measures that are being taken. All right, you're watching uh, uh, the marketplace. We want to uh, turn attention to the situation in the Volta region. I'm sure you've been following our uh, stories on the devastation caused by the spillage over there. We want to bring in the Ghana Hotels Association. Why? Because uh, it has announced that some of the hotels in the Volta region and some recreational facilities have been affected uh, by the spillage. Joining me is president of the association, um, Dr. Edward Nyamke. Akanyamika Jr., thank you so much for your time uh, this afternoon. Tell us a bit more about uh, the level of devastation as you're hearing. Right. No, thank you so much and good afternoon to your viewers and listeners as well. Uh, since the village started, uh, we were monitoring what was going on through our regional branches, especially the eastern region and the Volta region. And uh, yesterday, we got some reports from the eastern region. They actually took uh, a visit to some of the affected resorts. We're talking about Afikiko River Resort uh, at Akosobo, and then Elos Bay at, at Impoku, uh, Royal Senchi, Adi Lake Resort. These are all facilities that have been affected. What uh, they observed was that for now the uh, flood has affected their sitting area, the outdoor sitting areas. The flooding uh, in the rooms, which 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 is very good. So the challenge is the external or outdoor sitting areas. Uh, again, from the water. A uh, very detailed report yet, sitting areas. Uh, again, from the water, a uh, very detailed report yet. To vote principles and to vote character. Having had a report that the rooms have been affected. The now is about the perception that it has uh, created. Uh, with regards to, let's say, the government or uh, the other uh, companies involved in this, the VRE and all of that. I, I just also want to find out, though, uh, how is the Ghana Hotels Association helping your members affected by this? Well, the, the, the point is that uh, this uh, is certainly a communal issue uh, and, of course, to some extent, a national issue as well. So it's not just about the hotels, because it's about... Uh, residential facilities, there were other businesses and all that. So we are looking more at a holistic approach from the authorities uh, in seeing how best uh, the affected businesses and the residents and the community members will be supported to go through this unfortunate 
situation as an association unfortunately when it comes to resources to uh, help in some of these instances it's, it's a big challenge uh, because we are very limited in our resource however using your medium for instance and other media houses to bring the attention to the authorities in this it's in itself a sort of assistance that we, we we are providing to our members and also to also prompt them to get in touch with authority the nadmo uh, the mmdas the vra and all other agencies that can be of of of, of help because this, this is something that's very difficult to even deal with it on, as an individual entity. It's going to be very difficult dealing with it. And it, it will require that effort from the organizations that have been mandated to do that. So we are using this medium to draw the attention of mm. those authorities to support yes. And I'm just hoping that their operations are also ensured because uh, that could be helpful. I want to ask you about uh, the impact. I mean, you sort of alluded to it. Um, there's just a few days, weeks to Christmas, and this is a time um, operators of these uh, facilities are hoping to cash in. And so with this devastation, is is really a um, wrong time for any business. What what sort of impact do you think is going to have on their operations, and do you think they are, they are going to be able to survive uh, during these days to come as we head into the festive season? Dara, as we speak, we can only hope and pray. We can only hope and pray that the water, first of all, recedes as fast as possible, and and also that that needed uh, relief. In trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is there to help. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. That's LifeLock.com slash aware to save 25%. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on incredible specials you need for fall. Like 55 to 65% off dressy and everyday coats for him and for her. 30 to 60% off dazzling fine jewelry during our diamond sale. And 65% off comfy sheets and bedding from Charter Club Damask to stay warm on cooler nights. Plus, download the app for even more great deals at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Jessica, this is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. There are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. In terms of uh, creating mutual uh, access to some of these facilities will, will, will come quickly enough uh, to ensure that they are accessed, accessed in the first place, and also for, for for guests to be able to to lodge in there. So it's it's, it's a terrible situation, and like I said, I, I, I don't even think anybody wants to go there for the festive season. Looking at uh, the pictures that we are seeing on our screen, and so 
that that could that, be pretty worrying that, for. That, that, that's, a, that's a massive headache. You see, that's a massive headache. And you know, I mentioned earlier on that uh, with the situation in these two regions now and other areas, uh, people are glued to their media, getting information. Look at the pictures you are showing. I mean, how, how possible would be to assess this on these places? And I'm glad you mentioned the issue about insurance because I I asked for some information or some briefing on that. I'm yet to get a positive feedback on that. Yeah. And uh, probably it may be the wrong timing because when hey, the disaster strikes like that, you are now thinking about insurance. That's 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 a major uh, challenge. However, it's also probably a wake up call for us to look at some of these uh, issues when it comes to. To, to insurance. I'm just praying and hoping that uh, some of them are covered by insurance in relation to so at least uh, a few of the things or some of the things that they would use in the process can be compensated through through insurance. Fingers crossed. Uh, Dr. Edward Akinyamike, President of the Ghana Hotels Association, thank you so much. Now, listen to other news. The Ghana Chamber of Mines has raised issues with the continuous erection of unauthorized structures on lands leased to mining companies, which is one Sharks continue to spring up on the mines concession, um, stalling expansion works of this mineral waste collection point. Now, Director of External Relations and Communication at the Chamber, Ahmed Natoma, says the illegal activity threatens mining investment. Here's more in this report. Engulfed by the harsh and green scenery at Dochikrom in the Sotifi north of the Ahafu region are hundreds of unauthorized structures made from wood or metallic roofing sheets. These speculative structures, numbering over 300, are shelters for weeds sprouting from the ground and not their builders. Their owners anticipate huge compensations, a practice that mining industry players are unhappy with. Speaking with journalists for Business Advocacy, Director of External Relations and communication at the Ghana Chamber of Mines, Ahmed and Tongma, was worried over the habitual practice. Speculative activities that we saw and what we continue to see uh, is bad for Ghana as a mining destination because I'm sure the company is not expected to cheat anybody, it's supposed to pay fair, adequate, and prompt compensation. So, with that, that people are doing speculation, it is delaying the process. And the more it delays the compensation process, the more it delays the project. And the more it delays the project, the more it affects the income that Ghana will get from mining and the image of Ghana as a mining destination. Because for two years or more, the Ahafo South Expansion, Tailings Expansion Facility, has not been able to uh, begin. And it's all because of speculation. The genuine ones have been identified, but the speculators, a few of them, are blocking everybody. And it's not good at all for investment. Although the company says it is working to compensate legal owners of properties on the land, the menace is affecting expansion works of storage facility, which was due for construction in 2019. Samuel Osei is external relations and communication manager at the mine. We've had over 800 people who have gone through um, structure verifications. And out of that, those whose structures have been proven to be eligible for compensation, we have started and compensation is ongoing. 
So there are these little, little issues that are getting in the way of the process that I believe that if we'll get the cooperation of our community members, we should be able to get them out of the way and ensure that, um, you know, people are, are resettled and compensated. We, we want uh, to live in harmony with our people as we've had all over the years. And we want to ensure that the presence, our presence here as a company, inures to the benefit of the community members and the entire Ghanaian economy. So we should have advanced this significantly. But because of these lingering issues, um, we, 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 it, it's lingered. So what we are doing now is to commit to the process. And as soon as we're able to clear all these things, um, for Joy News, my name is Emmanuel. That's great. Cool. Unilever Ghana PLC has launched its live work carbolic soap, which replaces the popular Guardian soap. According to category marketing manager of skin cleansing at live work, Frederick Asari, the company is committed to providing quality and affordable products for customers. He was speaking at the hand washing campaign at the Services Basic School here in Accra. The global hand washing campaign at the Services Basic School, organized by Life Boy, was aimed at instilling hygienic practices in young people. The children were taught thorough ways to wash their hands. Speaking to Joy Business, category marketing manager of skin cleansing at Life Boy, Frederick Asari, said the campaign will continue to prioritize the well-being of customers through the provision of affordable products. We will continue our journey in driving how uh, hand hygiene in Ghana through our kids and our kids as ambassadors and our handwash CEO who drive peer-to-peer -peer education. Like my colleague mentioned early on, we have launched our Live Boy Carbolic Soap, which affectionately in the public some people call the Guardian Soap or Champion Carbolic. Champion Carbolic or Guardian Soap has come under the brand Live Boy and that soap now will continue to drive its efficacy and its affordability in the market. It is most effective on the skin and then also is affordable for every single Ghanaian to have a bar of soap and be protected from germs. Director of General Administration at the Ministry of Sanitation and Water Resources, Patricia Dovisamson, said hand washing is critical for the protection of the country's human resource. The Ministry of Sanitation and Water Resources remains unwavering in its commitment to ensure safe water and proper sanitation and hygiene services are delivered to the good people of Ghana. The role of the community is critical if we are to achieve our sex sustainable development goals targets on water and sanitation. Engaging schools and communities in planning and implementing wash interventions is one of the most cost-effective approaches which could therefore lead to sustained services. It, is also, it also instills a strong sense of commitment, ownership and empowerment amongst community members, enabling them to take the lead in driving initiatives aimed at enhancing their own health. Unilever Ghana also reiterated its commitment towards contributing to sustainable living. And that's the marketplace, everyone. Thanks for watching. More news on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Just to uh, run by you some of our top stories there. Petrol, diesel, LPG prices to go down between 2% and 6% from October 16. That's according to the IES. Also, uh, debt restructuring government begins negotiations with private creditors and eurobond holders. More on myjoyonline.com forward slash business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for watching. Stay tuned to join us.